Well, no mai, hi to my kia ora, and welcome to a brand new year of the Shaw Vineyard Podcast. I'm your host, Dan, and it is a pleasure and a delight to welcome you to 2019. Hey, uh, in January of 2019, we're actually doing something a bit different than we were this time last year. We've got two services every Sunday throughout January with environments for kids up to age 14 at 10 a.m. and kids up to 10 at the 5 p.m. service. So you can bring your whole family to either service. And it's worth noting that it's a 5 o'clock service in the afternoon, not 6 o'clock like it used to be. Hey, real quick before we jump into the message, don't miss our annual church camp out coming up the first weekend of March up in Parkery. You can book your spot right now by heading to svc.org.nz and just click on the What's On button to find our camp out. With that, let's get into the message from this past Sunday. As Vic mentioned, throughout these, uh, these Sundays in January, we've been doing these summer Sundays focused in kind of loosely on hopes and dreams. Uh, obviously, you know, this time of year, taking a step back, kind of looking at what's, what might be in the year ahead and, and just using it as a bit of time to look at hopes and dreams. So Vic started us off a couple of weeks ago uh, talking out of the life of Peter. Uh, and then uh, Dan, uh, if you were here last week, would have got you to burst into song. Uh, tell me what you want, what you really, really want. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, and tonight I want to talk to you about who not do, pursuing character uh, over activity. Father, we just pray for your presence. Lord, would you speak into our hearts tonight? And uh, just over these next few minutes, as I share some thoughts around this idea, God, I pray that you would use it Father, to shape the people that we are. Father, we want to be caught into the activity of you. We want to be shaped into the character of the person that you want us to be. So, Lord, speak now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. So, a bit of honesty time this time of year. It's always good to be honest in church, right? I do like this time of year, but I also find this time of year a challenge. So I like it because it's a step back from reality. It's time to spend with friends, family, do different stuff, go exploring around the place. I love all of that. I love the, the natural rhythm that it is to set up that time of thinking about the future, you know, of, of being out of the norm so we take a, a higher perspective, if you like, of what lies ahead and what's kind of going on within our lives. I love that. But I find the re-entry challenging. You know, the, the re-entry into kind of work or if you're in study or whatever, you know, just that getting back into the rhythm of life, the early mornings again, any friends? You know, like I just, I find that a real challenge. And I think that actually one of the really common things that happens for us at this time of year can be a sense of uh, disconnection from God. You know, sometimes when we get out of the regular routines and so forth of life and we then jump back into it, it's kind of like you just kind of have that unsettled feel of connecting with God. And so it's a really good thing, again, to take that step back, to reevaluate, to really look with intention into the next season that's ahead. It's really part of the intention that we would come at it with a sense of this God is where you're drawing us, leading us to. I'm not just simply drifting along. At the, uh, at the beginning of our holidays, um, so the girls had, you know, were off from school and kindy, and um, 
uh, we just noticed, Rach and I noticed, there was a bit more friction, tension around the house. So um, they're not used to spending quite so much time together. And uh, I don't know if you can recall back to your days or you've seen young ones as they interact with, uh, with each other. Sometimes they're not, you know... They're not all loving towards each other, if you know what I mean. And so anyway, so we just saw this, saw this happening and thought, man, if this is the beginning of the holidays, what's the end of the holidays going to be like? So we wanted to be a bit proactive with it. So we sat down and had a bit of a family brainstorm. And, uh, and in this family brainstorm, remember, keep in mind, they're nine and five. So in this family brainstorm, we've, we're asking the question, what are the words that we want to have to describe our holiday? What are the words that we want to have to describe our holiday? So not what are the activities that you want to do on holiday, what's the stuff that we're going to do, but what, what are the words to describe how we're going to do those activities? Kind of reasonable question, right? And uh, so they started coming up with, uh, with, with words, and so we did this very rudimentary uh, brainstorm that's... It's now up on our fridge. Uh, and so you've got, you know, cheerful, jo- uh, joyful, uh, sharing. Yes, yes, sharing. Sharing's a good thing. Uh, we've got beach time, fun, fun-filled, exciting, nice, caring for each other. Yes, so not antagonizing your little sister. That's a really good thing to put. And so, of course, for us, we were like, we referred back to it every now and again as we went through the holidays and just kind of posing that question, is that's one of, does that fit on our holiday brainstorm, you know? And, uh, of course, the, the real question is, did it work? <laughs> and, you know, I, was, I, wouldn't, I, I wouldn't put it before judge and jury, but, you know, like, it, I think it helped. I think it helped. <laughs> when it comes to looking at the year ahead, when it comes to our hopes and dreams over this particular season, but also seasons that might follow. Rather than just simply having our goals, so to speak, focused around the activity, the doing, I think it's good for us. One of the things I've been thinking about is that it's good for us to be focused behind the scenes and the drivers behind that doing, right? Because if we look at uh, top 10 uh, New Year's resolutions, according to someone on Google, uh, so you've probably had some of these. I don't know if you're a, you know, a New Year's resolutioner. Uh, but to exercise more, lose weight, get organized, learn a new skill or hobby, live life to the fullest, uh, save more money, quit smoking, spend more time with family and friends, travel more, read more. You know, those top 10s, those resolutions... They're pretty much focused on activity, on the doing, right? But I'm just kind of pretty convinced that God is... Sure, don't get me wrong, he is interested in what we do. But I think that he's more interested in the drivers behind our doing, the, the who, posing that question of who do we want to be? rather than what activity do you want to do? The who, not do. As you project forward for your life, whether it be a career or whatever, in your family life, you know, like it's who do you want to be, not just what do you want to do. You know, the being stuff being more important than 
the doing stuff. And perhaps it would be wise, therefore, for us to spend some time actually asking those sorts of questions. Who does God want me to be this year, this season? And who are we becoming this season? And we shift from the activity focus to the character focus. You know, we start to think about questions relating to those things like, who do I want to be for my family or to my friends? Who should I be to my colleagues at work or those that I'm studying with or around? Who do my customers and the strangers that I meet, who do they meet when they meet me? Who do I see God shaping me into in this next season of time? And we shift from activity sorts of words to words like love and integrity and discipline and hospitality and peace, kindness, courage. Those sorts of words might begin to take more of a center stage than just the doing words, just the activity words, the beings, not just the doings. Does that make sense to you? You know, within Scripture, there's, there's a whole heap that points to character. There's a whole heap that kind of points to the, the behind the scenes that, that Jesus and God is getting at for us to really activate in our lives. So, you know, one of the classic uh, the criticisms that Jesus has of the Pharisees is that you're, you're looking at the outside of what you're doing, the, the activity, but you're actually missing the whole point about what's going on in, in your own heart. So, for example, in Matthew 23, 25 to 26, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites! For you clean the outside of the cup and the plate, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You blind Pharisee, first clean the inside of the cup and the plate, then the outside also may be cleaned. The, the inside looking after the outside, the inside flowing into the outside, the, the character flowing into the activity that we may be engaged with. The character drives the who behind the do. Or in uh, Proverbs 28, 20, uh, verse 6, Better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. You know, wealth is not the issue. God doesn't have a problem with money, but he is more interested in the integrity of our hearts. So better to keep our integrity than just to have success. I, when I read that um, proverb, I thought of the movie The Founder. Uh, we just watched it a, a couple of weeks ago, but it's been out for a couple of years. It's the story of uh, the McDonald's franchise uh, and Ray Kroc, who's the guy who kind of makes it into what we know it is today. Anyone seen the movie? Yeah, it's kind of like it's, it's a good movie, like it's fascinating, but I actually found it really quite a tough watch. Like, because you you you're kind of waiting, or I was waiting for the twist, the the, the Hollywood happy ending. Uh, so this guy Ray Kroc, it's just the classic opposite version to Proverbs. You know, like here is this guy who, on the one hand, like he's got all this success. You know, McDonald's franchises are going ballistic. Uh, he's got all this power coming to him, uh, this influence. But on the other hand, he's just like 
He's a bit of a douchebag, you know? Like he, he treats the, the real originators of McDonald's, the brothers, like trash, and his, uh, his marriage falls apart, and you find out that at the end of the movie that he's... Uh, I'm not spoiling it for you. Um, <laughs> at the end of the movie that, you know, he, he, he dies through alcohol-related issues. It's just like, ah, oh, what a letdown, you know? <laughs> like, it's not just this happy place mcdonald's you know like and it's just that classic story of allowing power and influence and wealth to take over the integrity of one's heart and god's like no 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 no. you can have all the success in the world but if you lose your integrity i'm more interested in what's going on in your heart and in your character than i am in just bringing success in that vein of things into your life you know, even the Bible characters that I'm kind of drawn towards and probably most of us are, are those that, whose character, it might have taken a bit of shaping, a bit of a few mistakes, a few failings along the way, you know, but there is something about the character that God molds them into that holds them on the path that God wants them to be on, you know. There's something inspiring about that. Even Jesus himself. You know, Bible tells us in Luke two fifty two that he grew in stature, you know, and, and grew in favor with both man and with God. Even Jesus himself grew intimate question of character in the Garden of Gethsemane, where he's he, he's there and he's saying to his father, If it is possible, let this cup of suffering be taken away from me, yet I want your will to be done. Not mine, your will not mine. You know, at the end of the day, when it boils down to it, that's kind of what we're after, eh? You know, we actually want to see God's will done in our lives because we know that that's actually better. It's more fulfilling. It's more enriching. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a better way to live. We will gain more fulfillment in life if we would live according to that way rather than just get caught down this other track of wanting to do it my way and my will. But it's so easy to get caught down that track, eh? <laughs> and so I was kind of just thinking about these things, you know, over the last few weeks, and I was thinking, well, that's, if that's the case, you know, when we're thinking about goals and dreams and uh, ambitions or changes that we might want to make in our, in our lives, when we're thinking about not just the activity that we want to be engaged in, but the, the character behind it. I was like, well, where do, we, where do we kind of start? You know, where's a good starting point for asking that question? Okay, God, what is the character? What, what are you looking to shape within my life? And, uh, and, and I, you know, like it, it, it's got to work in any setting. It's got to work in the high-level corporate meeting uh, that you're having. It's got to work on the hockey field. It's got to work in the supermarket. You know, this, this what God is calling us to in terms of character has to work in every sphere of our lives, you know? And I reckon a really great place to start is to look at the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, no law. Now, I don't know if those words are exciting to you or enticing to you or or not. But here is this list of 
This is what it means to be guided by God, to live God's way. And it's where it gets challenging. Because the thing about these fruits is that they are a journey, but they're not a choice. They're a journey in that you know, we're all on a journey of the way that we may love, the way that we may act with patience. But if we choose to have Jesus as our Lord and Saviour, if we choose to go down this track of walking a Christian life, we're up for this. And it's not a, it's not a tick the box, yep, I've got that one. Uh, no, I don't have that one. And, you, and it means that you can't get away with saying, well, you know what, I just don't have patience. I'm not a patient person. <laughs> Sorry, wrong answer. <laughs> so no, we're all on it. Hey, look, I am the, I'm going to be the first to admit to you that my life does not always look like that. <laughs> you know, you only need to go back a couple of hours uh, to, find, to find where there's some of these words that don't match up with, with my life, you know, but that's where the journey comes in, right? It's still like, no, God is calling me to live with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, etc. And so this is a good place to start. It may not be the be all and end all. And, you know, I'm not trying to dictate to you, all right, one of your goals for this year must be that you need to, dot, dot, dot. But perhaps there is a bit of a, a bent towards, a call towards an aspect of character within your life, within my life, that God is actually looking to shape and to do something magnificent with. So that the activity that you involve yourself in, the place where you find yourself, may be influenced heavily by that character trait, by that call of God to be shaped into who he wants you to be. You know, if you were to be more loving, for example, if that was what you sensed that God was just, you know, tapping you on the shoulder about, how would that outwork itself in your world? What might that look like in your friends, in the friendship, in the relationships that you have, in your family, and the people that you do life with? Maybe there's a difficult person in your world. And if you were to activate that call of love in your life, the way that you interact with them would be different. Maybe God's got them in your life to teach you something about the way to love, no matter what gets thrown at you. Or maybe if you took you know, another example like peace. You know, peace, living with peace can be an incredibly powerful thing for us to do, Right? If we, were to be, if we were to activate God's peace in our worlds, how would that influence the way that we lived? How would it look differently? What activity would be shifted or changed because of living with peace, of being nudged towards God's peace? And, and sometimes it can help stuff to stick more. You know, one of the classic, uh, you know, top one, I think it was, on New Year's resolutions to do more exercise, right? If you looked at the character trait of self control or discipline, 
You know, rather than just having the goal of to do more exercise, maybe if it's something more around self-control and discipline, it's actually, it has more stickability to it, you know? Like it's, it's like actually, no, I recognize that God's wanting to teach something in me about being more self-controlled, about being more disciplined. And again, the activity just flows out of it, gets changed because of it. You know, often, of course, we can... We can uh, have those times of challenge in our life that really, really tests our character. But I, and, you, and you may be in one of those seasons at the moment, you know, when you really feel like that character is being tested. But if you're not, equally so, I want to encourage you to be active about it, intentional about it. Don't just wait for a challenging season to come along. Actually, no, set yourself up for a win in that challenging season and see how God might shift something of the character of what he wants to nudge you towards. So kind of what I want to do to sort of wrap this up this evening is um, I just want to give us some space. I just want to give us some time to just allow God to be able to speak into your own heart if there is one of these things that God is just wanting to you know, speak to you about, nudge you about, encourage you about, challenge you about. And yes, it may be one of these fruits of the Spirit or it may be something similar but I want to encourage you to be thinking who, you know, not, not do, not activity. It's just that classic question, eh? You know, um, what do you do? <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, it's, it's, it's a fine question. It's a, you know, there's no problem with the question. But it does reinforce something, doesn't it? We're not just activity people. We're not just doers. We're here to be beers. <laughs> so what I'll do is, um, is I'm just going to get you to uh, close your eyes just to reflect for a moment and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read through this verse uh, actually a couple of times and what I want you to be listening for is I just want you to be listening for the, the nudge of God and like that might feel like something that kind of just is highlighted to you. It might feel, oh, right, that, that kind of grabbed my attention a little bit more. Or, or just something that just kind of weighs a little bit heavier uh, than perhaps the others. Or maybe, like I say, there's an alternative word, but to you, you know that for whatever reason in your world, in your life, it's important. So, the fruit of the Spirit is love, Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there's no law. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, Joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there's no law. So I want you to choose one of those words or a word associated with it. 
and just stick with me just for a moment. And what I want you to do, just in your own, in your own heart, is I want you to ask the question, what might Jesus want to say to you about that? Or Jesus, what do you want to say to me about that? allow your imagination to go there. If Jesus was sitting next to you, how would he encourage you in that thing? Now let's just take it one little step further and I want you to just to begin to imagine what life might look like in the different spheres of your world if that particular word, that particular character, that particular thing was to be activated within your life. What would it look like in those different places? Workplaces, study environments, friends, church, ministry life, just in your day-to-day world. Your hobbies, sports interests. Father, we just pause to allow your Holy Spirit to speak into our hearts. God, we recognize that we're on a journey with all of this and that none of us uh, got it all together or are perfect. But Lord, we pray that you would form us, shape us, mold us, Allow us the grace to walk that journey with you, Lord. Thanks so much for listening today. Hey, before you jump into the next podcast in the queue, just a quick reminder, did you know that we host all of our messages on Facebook Live every Sunday? So if you're away for the summer holidays or if you maybe listen from outside of Auckland or even outside of New Zealand, You can always catch us live every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. New Zealand Daylight Savings Time or on demand, of course, whenever best suits you. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash shorevineyard. So you can track that out there, facebook.com slash shorevineyard. With that, have a great week. I hope to see you next Sunday in person at church, either 10 a.m. or 5 p.m. throughout January or, of course, right back here on the podcast.